episode 500 and whatever the fuck on the cult pop go network yay yay as you can tell jd is not hosting tonight but i your host rob Pady, will <coughs> take you through this week's comics with the help of ml miller and that is mark you. underscore l underscore miller right. aka ambush bug I think we, ha- I know, we have too many aliases. I don't. I've been trying to get rid of it now for how long? You can't do that. Well, it's going away. You'll always be douche to me. You and my mom. Because <laughs> I came out of her vagina. Actually, I didn't. I came out of her stomach. Anyway, too much for one show. Um, I have okay. some correspondence that I got. From the wheel. So right now, Charlie's asshole. This one comes from Tara. Oh. And it says, I felt that you needed my help. Okay. I know your name is, and you live near me, Knoxville. You are interested to know your future. Hmm. I may surprise you and give courage and strength that you need. Would like to have answers about what you want, love, money, luck. This is not a joke. You have only until Tuesday, April 3rd, 2018 to try it. Click here and see by by yourself. So I'm just going to click. You should absolutely click. I should just click it and and give my credit card information, right? I think that's the best dating invite you've had in, I don't know, since 2015. It is, it, it, I think that I think that this is a genuine person. I mean, it feels like love. You know, love. Now, I'm, I don't really look. I I I don't really look for um, you know uh-huh. verbal skills. No, no, women. really, context, syntax, none of that. I know your name is, and you live near me, Knoxville. See, that right. is there. There's a lot in that. And she's not that far off. I mean, Knoxville, Tennessee is just a stone's throw from Chicago. Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, it's like right next door. Very so. close. Very booty booty call distance. Anyway, I'm glad um, I'm glad we got to this correspondence, and it's good. See, this one came to me. Uh, what day? Let's see. I got this uh, two hours ago. Right. So, see, this is, is like fresh, freshly sent. Ooh. So I uh, just wanted to do that just to show that I'm better at correspondence than J.D. Than is. J.D. is, absolutely. Oh, hey, editor's note, fuck you! Next time, if you could have a correspondence for the show... Well, you know... That would make you even better. Oh, that was a great correspondence, Bug. Thanks. Thank. Yeah, yeah no problem. That's wonderful. Uh, okay, I don't have a correspondence. I could read my spam folder, but it would put everybody to sleep. 
because um, I don't get super cool, sexy stuff. I get boring business stuff. Um, but what we do have is a little segment we like to call, What Did I Do This Week? Huh? What did you than, do this week? Huh? huh? Other than read comics. Uh, this week I watched The Titan on Netflix. It's a wonderful sci-fi tale about uh, when genetic engineering goes too far and we try to make a being that can live on the moon of Titan. Because for some reason we get a wild hair up our ass because the Earth is dying. Our only future is to genetically engineer ourselves to live on a planet uh, that is akin to well, moon that's akin to planet earth in the uh pre-life stages full of as Wait, a is titan is titan a moon of jupiter saturn why saturn why what the fuck what you, you want you would want to go to mars did they already go to mars in the show no why would you want to go to mars there's no why would you not go to mars first i mean why would you go to saturn first the moon of Saturn, not Saturn itself. Saturn's a gas giant. You just fall right through it. Well, still, sort of. even even more more so, no, why would you want to be there? Because it's unlike Mars, which is probably Earth, old, old Earth, like a dead Earth. This is like a young, young Earth. It's like Earth in the zygote stages compared to what it is now. Huh. It's not the best premise. I'll, I'll fully admit there are probably 37 other choices for humanity. Like, why don't we just genetically engineer ourselves to breathe carbon dioxide, if that's what's killing Earth, right? Or or shrink. Or shrink is in the Matt Damon movie, yes. Right. But what was interesting about the Titan, and maybe you, dear listeners, can help us make the connection, because I sure as fuck can't figure it out. The show takes place in the year 2048, and above the soldier who is genetically modified ultimately to be the first fishy person that we send up to Titan, uh, the kid's his kid's bed is adorned with Valiant comics. Uh, I first noticed XO Man of War above the little bastard's head, and then off to the left by the light switch of the kid's room, you've got like a Harbinger issue. Uh, and even Shadow Man. Uh, on the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attacked to the wall. Kind of like I did with uh, all my Batman comics in the 1980s and pissed my dad off because I used individual thumbtacks. I put so it through wait. the board, but it was And still... through the... Oh, through the board. No, okay. no, through the board. Through the board, back and board. Yeah. This kid's using space science. I know. It's year 2048. Million comics are the only ones that are left. Um... And the kids using some kind of space age adhesive for them to stick up to the wall. I don't know. But it was very weird just to see only Valiant comics. Well, see. You have nothing. Sounds like someone got a sponsor. Yeah. (laughs) We remember those days, don't we? Yeah. It's it's nice that they do something like that. Yeah. They feature it. Maybe they get, uh, you know, maybe one of the guys there works for Valiant or used to. I'm looking for a connection. I can't find one. Like, uh, the writers don't look like any names we know. Because we've been with Valiant since the beginning. I mean, we've reviewed almost all their stuff. Well, you heard about what happened. Like, everybody, um, you know, a lot of the people at Valiant have left. 
No, I didn't. Why? Uh, uh, you know, um, Dinesh and uh, Hunter Gorenson, both of them left. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yes, they are no longer there. They sold their company to, uh, I'm not sure what it was called. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure what country, but it was like a, it's a company from another country. No so, okay. um, I don't know what that's going to mean, but it is definitely something, uh, something interesting means a valiant we won't recognize yeah we might not recognize i mean those guys really paid attention to making the valiant valiant something special and and uh you know unique i mean you dying comics say what you will about them but they were they were not like your regular they were smarter yeah um, they well, you know were... what it was? It was it was the continuity. It was the love of mm-hmm. uh, intricately weaving the books that you didn't have to read them all together. But fuck, if you did, it was so much better. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, yeah, was, it wasn't forced. Um, it wasn't forced continuity. And also, their characters are not like um, copies, carbon copies of other characters. I mean, sure, Harbingers is a little is like mutants, but. Um, like you know, Exo Manowar is pretty pretty unique, and as is like Eternal Warrior, Archer and Armstrong, all those all those. Well, they took uh, the they, they they took what exists in other comics because let's be honest, Iron Man exists in other comics. But sure. making the Exo Manowar a living entity of a suit that 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 is where you've got that skewed shift, and to put it's Venom and right, and but to put the. Um, to put the wearer of it is a you know barbarian displaced in time. Thor. That's yeah. All right. It's like you're, combining you're Iron Man, Thor, point. and Venom. Right. But it's it's combining it in an interesting way. But better. But better. Because we'd yeah. bitch if they tried to combine all three of those like they did with Hulk and Wolverine last week. Yeah, but that was just basically yeah, just cutting. That was cutting and pasting something know, together. This is actually making a new character. An interesting and new character. I know. I'm just saying the more we talk, the more we invalidate our points. Oh, yeah. Usually. Yeah. All right. Speaking of which, I know we're not going to cover this book this week because you didn't right. read it. Oh, but I me. did read uh, Shadow Man number one. Okay. Um, and I'm not, I don't want to take away from it that it it's not a, a capable issue or a... Uh, I wish you would have read it because I, I I do think that like it's it's worth discussing, but it, it's also uh, a very indicative of why Shadow Man hasn't worked for them in the past. There's a lot of a uh, lot of continuity going on in this. Um, there's like already a backstory. Um, it feels like they kind of convoluted it right here from the get go, without really establishing why Shadow Man is so cool and worth following. Um, they give you a lot of backstory. They give you a lot of information about voodoo, as usual. Um, but uh, and there's some cool visuals. But um, for some reason, it just doesn't pop like some of their other characters. And it's like they've tried this with Shadow Man so many different times, and I don't know why, but it just doesn't. You end up eleven pages in before you see the fucking Shadow Man. That's probably well, yeah. one. That's one of them. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, you get to know this. You get to know his sister, who is looking for him. Who cares? Basically. None of it's your number one issue. Yeah, I would much rather have seen him being plopped into a situation. Uh, us just learning him, 
and are learning about him and his powers as it, as the issue goes along and really making this a a true number one rather than I mean I understand you can't just erase what's happened to the character but not be so reliant on what's happened to the character if, um, if you're gonna be doing number one reintroduce you have to yeah don't don't throw away continuity but don't, don't belabor it essentially if you're gonna uh, bring it and, up again bring it up in one page one or two pages but get to the fucking point yeah. I mean this is you're right and how many talking. it's not good how many uh how many versions of Shadow Man have we had so far that have really just kind of failed? I mean, they have tried and tried again to make Shadow Man relevant. It's they just never done well. Can't can't seem to do it. I don't know why. I mean, I I do like they had a they had a story that was going on in some of the other books um, where um, Shadow Man would guest star, and he was as this creature called Magpie who wears like a skull mask, and he looks kind of he looks kind of like a like you know the the vengeance ghost riders like uh ghost riders version of venom right uh it's sort of like that it was it's kind of like venom the venom to spider-man so um, it's more of skull. it's a more extreme kind of version of the character and i actually kind of liked that story because he was dealing with his dark and lighter sides he was being manipulated and all of this stuff but all we do is get a we get a snippet of that and then all of a sudden it's kind of gone. And now he's just shadow man again. Um, I just don't, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I wish, I hope it would work, but it just, it's just not, I, I was rooting for this issue, but it just doesn't. doesn't we work. always, we always root for Valiant cause we, you know, we like, so we've, I mean, we've loved them since the first iteration back in the nineties when Jim Shooter yeah. was running the company and Definitely. Nash and Hunter and that crew brought back that um, that feeling of a shared universe that was so uh, coveted by Jim Shooter. Yeah. Uh, the Shadow Man phenomenon has never really worked. Was it Bart Sears back in the day? Wasn't he the artist? No. Yeah. Um, Bob Layton is Bob the Layton. guy that did. I believe it was him that did. Um, was the original artist and writer of the right. Shadow Man thing. I believe. Maybe, I could be, right. could be totally did, wrong. Maybe Sears did some covers or something. Maybe. Sears or Barry did, Windsor like, Smith did some covers. I remember that. Some of them, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, but they were mostly involved with, uh, like, Bart Sears was involved with, like, uh, Turok. Remember those yeah, Turok yeah. covers? Yeah. And, and also Exo Man of War. He would do a lot of Exo covers well, and anyway, stuff. I mean, anyway, the, the, I mean, Shadow Man only... It, it was always the lesser of all the titles. I liked the. I mean, I liked it back when he played jazz. Like as much as I hate fucking jazz, yeah. I liked that that the the alter ego um, related as much and made parables of what went on in Shadow Man life to music. And yeah, that that might be what's been missing. I think since that has the, been missing. They even mentioned that in this. She asks asks him. In order for her to do the spell, there has to be some type of musical component. And he said, "Well, I used to play sax as a kid, but I haven't done it in years." And it's like, why take that aspect out of the character? You know, it's like that was his, that was, uh, you know, he was a musician, and I understand saxophones are very '80s. It's like everybody was like, you know, it's like Kenny G. Kenny G, Midnight Caller. Right. There was always a screeching saxophone in all of these like film noir like things. But um, 
I think there you could even play up that retro aspect of a saxophone. Um, I play saxophone, by the way. Anyway, it's just to let you know. Uh, but uh, they, um, yeah, I, I really think that um, they need to uh, stop making him as much as of a of a sympathetic character and just go full on bad guy with 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 uh, Shadow Man. I think that that would be the that would be the solution but no one wants to do that they want to make him the kind of like he's struggling sort of but he's still a good person and all this stuff but it would be i just think that they need to do something drastic like make him a just a make him be a bad guy and make it seem like and and dark like master dark can be sort of a good guy because he's like trying to get rid of him you know something like that and that's the review of Shadow Man number one, the book we were not going to review, put out Sorry, by Valiant Comics, I, written I by just, Andy Diggle and art by Steven Segovia. The art looks nice. Um, yeah, I'm sorry it was longer than we wanted to, but still, it's. I, I do think that I want it to work. Clearly. I know, but why, though? I guess why, though? I mean, I just... It's okay. It's it's been good for the, to have a magical element, I guess, to the Valiant universe. But I, it's ultimately. If it, I mean, why keep trying to resuscitate it? That's I mean, that's all I'm saying. I agree. You want it to work. I don't mind. I, I just don't care that much anymore. It's they they've tried this. They beat this character to death, and it's just not doing it. Yeah. Twenty five years. Let it go. Maybe uh, make it like a, he's part of a team book or something. Yeah, uh, make him a good ancillary character. That's fine. You know, like uh, they have a couple of other dark characters, like uh, like, like that punk, punk Mambo and mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Mirage. So Punk Mambo just... died off. Dark Mar- Doctor Mirage was another one that was an also ran. You know, Doctor Mirage was another yeah. one. Very cool character, trippy story, dead husband. You know, mm-hmm. channeled by the wife. Um, but it's another one that always struggled because a it also came late. Like Shadow yeah. Man, at least came out at the same time all the other books were coming out. It just didn't it didn't vibe into the shared universe like a Turok or Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, those books, uh, fucking Magnus, Robot Fighter. If we're going back to the original Valiant, all yeah. the, all those second wave books just didn't yeah, quite click. Well, now that um, they're under new management, and I don't think Dynamite is still doing those, maybe they will end up buying those characters again and giving us those characters again, even though they kept on saying that they'd never want to do that. But who knows? Never say never. Never. Never say never when money is involved. All right. But let's uh, see if there's a character that does have a chance in the book. Analog number one. That was a horrible segue, by the way. Made no sense. Analog. Analog number one by Image Comics. And it is written by Jerry Duggan. Art by David O'Sullivan. And Image has this to say about it. Five years from now, the security of the internet has been totally destroyed. Secrets are no longer sent over the web. They're entrusted to armed couriers called ledger men. Like human punching bag Jack McGinnis. He's got a gun in one hand and a briefcase handcuffed to the other. And his penis. 
Yeah, has he urinated? His trousers. Because he, he would hit his nuts with the briefcase all the time or shoot his dick off. Yeah, yeah you're right. How does he pee? Which makes it hard to eat linguine. Yeah, they you. <laughs> with my penis. Ah, but danger lurks around every corner, and Jack has to watch his back, because he had a part in the cyber attack that changed the world. Get in on the ground floor of this new ongoing series and thrill as we slam Jack's fist <laughs> into the faces of spies, mercs, fascists, and eventually less punchable adversaries like a very grumpy artificial intelligence. <laughs> And other assholes. Oh, uh, and a bunch of other shit. Just gives Doug. Uh, he should say so slams long. Jack's fist into other assholes. <laughs> <laughs> With the briefcase. And he tries to fit the briefcase at the asshole. And then shoots it out. Alright, what'd you think of analog number one? Alright, I like the premise. Uh, it's pretty interesting, I guess. Although, um, I believe, I believe there's another image book, um, by, uh, Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. Public Eye. Is that what it's called? Private Eye. Private Eye. Uh, that makes no sense. It does. If it's, if it's all the information is made public. All right. All right. All right. Fuck. But the the main Uh, character is a private eye. Yeah, but maybe he would be a public guy. All right. Anyway, uh, I like the premise. I like the Hard Knocks character, although he is basically every other Hard Knocks character. There's nothing that distinguishes this character from Jack Spade or, or Sam Spade or, or you know, any Humphrey Bogart character, any Bruce Willis character. Um, you know that sort of hard knocks hero sort of guy yeah the the voice like gravel likes to fight he's um what i like best about him is that he's a gen x character it's it's past year 2020 basically all the cloud has leaked all the information to the world so you've got people who are living analog hence the title and they got the people who just don't give a shit. Kind of like I live on the internet. I put everything out there because I've really got nothing to hide. But you have a lot of people who do want to hide activities, hide their likes, especially in light of what we're learning about Facebook and you know the Cambridge Analytica uh, data tracking. Uh, you know, it's it's become a very real fear, as we said with Image earlier. They did the private eye book, where also the cloud leaked data. I have more faith in the cloud than that. I have more faith in the fact that most of our information, who gives a fuck? And if it all does dump out at once, you're going to need some pretty sophisticated AI algorithms for it to fucking mean anything. Um, I could be proven wrong, but I don't think so in this instance. So I, knowing what I do about cybersecurity and doing what I do for a day job, I take all these with... Uh, I'm not that afraid of it actually happening. So it's the story that they wrap around it does need to be compelling, does need to be interesting. I, I think the private eye was set further in the future, though. I think the private eye is set around like uh, the mid. 48. Yeah, the mid 28 or. Yeah, he's older, much older. Like, yeah. Well, I the, think the, it is 28. Gen X and the private eye are basically 70 year olds, 80 year olds. Gen X in this book, because it only takes place right past the year 2020 or, you know, mid, late 40s, whatever. Um, 
Yeah, he is kind of a pastiche. Uh, I do like the fact he mentions he's a Gen Xer, though, so that does help update it a wee bit in the fact that, you know, we did live a life without the internet. So if the shit really does hit the fan, we'll probably, and our parents will probably be the ones best equipped to say, eh, fuck it, if we don't have it, we'll go back to going to the library to look shit up. You know, that's not... But, I mean, even though, even that's, that's a little weird, though. What do you mean? It's going to be it would it would be a transition for us because we, yeah. yes we know what it's like mm-hmm. Gen Xers but still at the same time because I I consider myself a Gen Xer I guess as you should not wait not Gen X is it is it is that the like the slackers yeah uh, is that Gen X mm-hmm. like uh, you know singles the ones who made the movie slackers and singles yes that's us that's Gen okay, X that's, that's what we are anyway that's what I yeah so I mean I. I get it. Um, at the same time, though, we've it's been 20 years now of us knowing this uh, stuff, so it's it's not like it wouldn't affect us. Oh, it would hurt. Don't get me wrong, especially porn. It would hurt porn. It would hurt communication. It would hurt no, there, my memory is not as good. Yeah. I remember my memory. I used to remember all the phone numbers. I don't remember that anymore. Yes. Well, you'd write it down again, asshole. Like we used to have a phone book we used to carry with us. With Would we go back to dialing phones? Yeah. Like the old dial that. Well, now the phone. The phone could still be a. a no, you have to go back to rotary. Jesus. I think that we should. All right. That's not what this is about. It's not shunning all electronics. It's shunning all connected sharing of information. Right. Yeah, it's good maps. As we, as we saw as a kid that walked in the bar with all of his connected devices, it's all the shit's still there. Just you have to not give a shit about it. It's just basically all your information being open in public. You had to get maps. Mm. Like, and you remember you had to unfold it, fold it back. See, there's other parts of me. Like, as right now, as I'm writing copy at work all day about GDPR, which is the uh, EU's uh, general data privacy regulations and uh, how much they are forcing the lockdown of data and double and triple triple protocols to keep your data safe and give transparency to your data. It takes me a little out of stories like this as well. Um, What do you think of the cover? Is that a cover that would leap out at you? No, it's if too it's subdued. sitting on the rack, way too subdued. It it would it for me I, it would blend in. It would almost feel like it's invisible. Like there's nothing no. that pops about this cover. Well, there's nothing indicative of the story either. No, and that's the thing. It's a hard story to kind of communicate in a verbal way, as we have clearly exhibited. Yeah, you might want to do it in a symbolic way, like a cloud exploding. That's light metaphor. You know, or, like or a cloud, just data, just if bursting. a cloud, you would put an asshole at the bottom of it and it just just have it uh, have it bursting and raining down data. like numbers, zeros and ones. Mm-hmm. That is that is the first thing that we punch designers for at my job as soon as they do that. What leaking cloud data and just ones and zeros coming out of a cloud? Sorry, it's a, why not? It's an IT trope. We just 
That's I, well. That's what you I'm just kill. Thinking. You kill designers for that. Maybe you can do it in comic books because comic people don't see it all day. But the first oh, IT person that walks in that store and sees that is just going to fucking laugh uncontrollably at how early two thousands representation of Cloud Boss it is. Well, then I would laugh at him laughing at it because you know all what? Right, well, it's a good idea. Why doesn't? Okay, so that guy probably designed this cover then. No, it has nothing to do no, with you're it. Missing the point entirely. Let's move on. All right. I do like Jerry Duggan's writing. I think he has been and still is one of the more more solid writers that we have out there um, who seems to be getting better and better and bigger and bigger at Marvel. So it's cool that he's made this leap over to Image and is making this book. And again, it is a good book. I know a little too much about IT stuff, so my... uh aesthetic distance and uh, you know levels of believability in the story uh, muddle it it's not it's not a fault of the books um why is it called analog not digital oh is that what that is mm-hmm. see i didn't i'm not i didn't know i wasn't familiar with that term analog like what yeah. all machines were prior to the circuit board well, I didn't know that. I don't speak All right. IT. Well, that, that's not even IT. That, all right. I guess it is. It's just an ambiguous name that I would like to know what that means. <laughs> it's it's what computers were before the circuit board. So, the, so they were all functioning on their own before they were connected. Nope. Um, I'm not explaining this well. So analog was the, the original computers basically used tubes like electric vacuum tubes essentially to calculate ones and zeros and what you know the microchip did was uh with silicon put it you know put it on a circuit board so it could all be integrated and talk to one another and and all everything could happen digitally everything could be controlled digitally it didn't require a physical real world presence to turn it on or off (laughs) all right DC's Dark Knight's Metal number six. Oh. Written by Scott Snyder with art by Greg Capullo. Capullo. Yes. Capullo. I think there was another artist there at the end don't that care. I don't think. There's only two you wrote down for me, so that's all I'm saying. I believe there's another one, but I could be wrong. Uh, Wait. Yeah. What does DC have to say about Dark Knight's okay. Metal number six? I'll look up the other artists while you're reading this nonsense. All roads lead dot 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 to darkness. In the <laughs> devastating and epic conclusion to DC's cataclysmic event series, heroes from across the universe make their final charge into the unknown to battle the forces of the dark multiverse. Space and time, dreams and nightmares, oh, a collide, and dash. And what is left at the end will leave the DC universe irrevocably changed. Jonathan Glapian. Thanks for thanks for the assist. So, <coughs> what did you think of Dark Knight's Metal Number Six, Bug? It's over. Yep. Happened. And it's over. Yeah, yeah, it was a book. Uh, I think it was, in all honesty, and in all um, yeah. sadness, mm-hmm. it was. N- n- I just was not a fan of this series from the beginning. 
You know, you never would have uh, gotten that from our prior reviews. Yeah. No. I mean, no, I mean, we were, I was never, I, I was never, like, one of the ones, even from the first issue, that, that liked this thing, because I felt like it was, it's like, it's like when you're trying to grab a Master bunch of bait. things, you're trying to grab a bunch of things, mm-hmm. and like when you... Dicks. No, so say you're getting ready to go somewhere, and you're like, ah, I got three flights of stairs, three flights of stairs to go up and down. I don't want to do that so many times. So you just load up, and you wear, like, you throw on, you grab two bags, you got your cat carrier, you got your, your, all the stuff, and you're loading it in the car, and you're trying to do that. But then ultimately you drop something, and then it just makes a mess. And it feels like that's what was going on with this series. It's like there was they 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 wanted to say too much, do too much, invent too much, yep. um, and it's it, it, it yeah. ends up just not not working. Well, you're right. Now. I mean, it says right here in the description: space and time, dreams and nightmares, all yeah. will collide. You're right. That's too much shit for one series. I. I, I gave I gave the book forgiveness in the beginning because I liked the whole concept of, uh, you know, because there was so much gold paint sitting around DC back in the 1930s and 40s that made all these weapons gold and and then drawing a story a connection point to him it's very Jeff Johnsian in design you know take this old thing that everybody kind of overlooked or just took for granted and make a whole yeah. deeper story around it yeah. and I was so on board for that. And then it spun out into this hot fucking mess of the dark underverse. All universes, like all these alternate universe heroes, um, ninth metal, eighth metal, seventh metal, tenth metal. uh, None of we we have we did not get um, a clear picture on what any of these metals were, even at the beginning. And somehow, Plastic Man is a metal. (laughs) (laughs) Plastic is now a metal. Um, Absolutely. I just, you know, I I just don't I I don't understand a lot of this what they're saying. Like there's there are like whole lines here, and it's not like Grant Morrison stuff where it's like they're making stuff up. It feels like this is a uh, this is supposed to make sense, and it might make sense to somebody. <laughs> I would hope when they make a comic that they go into it with the intent of making sense. Well, it's like they're part of some. There's a word that they use a couple of times in here that I just can't can't find it but it's like thorn or thrall or thorn circle jerk whatever it's all right Uh, don't struggle i don't know i don't know and everyone comes out and they're adorned in this silver metal the 10th metal the uh, metal x yes the the one metal that rules them all um i I don't know i the thule the thule Sai, bank the Thule around. South face and is the Thule, is that like the, the ship they're driving? You gave more fucks than I did. I didn't even, I I didn't even try to figure it out, dude. And there's, I did like, like there was a scene, I like the scene where uh, Bruce takes over uh, the Joker dragon mm-hmm. and he's flying around on a Joker dragon. See, there's, there's little <laughs> stuff like that that's kind of fun. But then, like, the entire thing, they're talking to Barry and Cyborg, and they're not even in the story. Like, they're talking with them, like, through headsets, and you don't even know what they're doing. They could be eating chips. 
up in the tower. Oh, absolutely. You have no idea what's going on with them. I, right, they're not they're not integral to the story. There's too much happening off panel, and that's that's what can be said about the whole series. Was that yeah. we read pretty religiously the, all the main series, and every issue we were like, "What? What the fuck?" We we go, yeah. "We read this whole thing," and I go, "No, we didn't," because all the fucking side stories that they they tacked onto it were p- integral to us understanding what the hell is going on in the main book. Yeah, and it's like okay, they end up killing this. Uh, big Barbato Barbasol character. Got it. Um, um, and then you know we get what everybody was waiting for, which is basically Batman and the Joker versus the the, the man who laughs, the right. Batman who laughs. Um, and that was a good fight. That was a good fight, and that was a good scene. Yeah. I I just wish it could be it. It didn't have to spin out of control to get that far. You, you know what I mean? It's that is the central story that was interesting. And if they would have just cut all the other shit out of there, I think it would have been a a much more powerful story. Once again, it just shows that it's like Snyder is a really good Batman writer and he can he can he really does handle that character and the Joker's character really well. Um, But I do think that I I am concerned that like, you know, that these big cosmic stories are just not in his wheelhouse. Um, All in, I'm going to say, and I know this is going to be a bit of sacrilege. I, out of all the different Batman runs of my life, Snyder's is not my favorite. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the most recent. Okay. That's quite an accolade. (laughs) I know, but I mean, I, as much as I, I hated the way it went off the rails. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I I do really like the Morrison run that he did. Um, the yeah. Batman Inc. thing went went crazy, and then it went nuts. It just feels like people who write Batman, it's it's almost like they have to. They 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 can tell these intimate stories, but as soon as they try to make these gigantic big stories, they just can't. can't it just doesn't work, and, that's, and that that's the way of storytelling that only a few people know how to tell. I think. And that's been Snyder's entire Batman run, though, with with all the clustfuckery of time and everything else, the zero years, the uh, all the back and forth. I mean, he's just he's been doing basically all grand sweeping stories. The whole shit with the Jokers, I never loved that. Yeah, like Court of Owls, very good. Doug Court of Owls is mythology. That was excellent. Yeah, uh, all the shit with the Joker, Mister Bloom. I fucking hated the Mister Bloom story. Yeah, I didn't like that one. And either. then fucking Robo Gordon. Yeah, yeah. And then we get this one um, with Batmanium. But uh, um, you know, it all culminates with the the blowing up of the Source Wall. <sighs> um, and now we're reaching further into the further. And we needed this to introduce new heroes. We needed this much convoluted. I, yeah. Frankly, mumbo jumbo, and I'm okay with mumbo jumbo. I read fucking comics, okay? I get it. It is a, it is a exercise of mumbo jumbo, but it, it doesn't need to be this convoluted. It doesn't need to be this, this bloated to make new things happen. This story right. ultimately, and this is a problem I had with the, the dark verse exploration was that they haven't really explored all they could with the multiverse. Yep, that's true, um, and. and, and it's you know it's bad you, you know there is a problem and i don't want to say it's bad because there were some good scenes in there but um 
you know it's there's a problem when you have to have Bruce Wayne come out and basically speechify everything that just happened in this issue. But he doesn't uh, bow tie before he doesn't. He, yeah, everybody's wearing a bow tie. They go and back to the secret disco. Then they go back to the secret <laughs> disco. <laughs> and then behind the secret disco is his architectural office where he makes the grotto. new bat buildings and keeps the blueprints lying around. And we see a new plans for a hall of justice. Yeah. Don't they have a satellite? Well, we have dark stars, so we'll Don't get this bringing the dark stars back. Uh, you know, it's somehow he knows this. I, I don't understand. Maybe this is just something that he's felt. But... Wasn't it written in the Carter Hall book? Oh, it was. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Carter Hall um, started prophesizing. Which, I mean, they, they try to make him the central character of the story, Carter Hall. But it's like, we don't even see him transforming back. No, he's not hospital. We don't even get that scene. He's not at the fucking party. Nope, he's not at the party. No, uh, Kendra's there, but she's he, not. Yeah. I think in the, uh, in the disco scene, if you look in the back corner, she's actually blowing Martian Manhunter. I think she is, from yeah. the other side of the room. Oh, yeah, because this thing does it. Because yep. he's Martian. I, uh, do you, I like Swamp Thing's bow tie. Swamp Thing's bow tie is pretty sweet. <laughs> do, you see, uh, do you see Cyborg in the back? What's he doing? Is he doing the robot? No, that would be too. He's just got his one hand up in like a Heil Hitler <laughs> position. Who's the band? Like, is that? So, are we supposed to know this band? It's Alfred Tim on the Dream. drums. That's Alfred on the drums. Oh my god, it is with his boat with his tie ra- <laughs> side around his head. <laughs> oh dear God! Oh no! Bow tie. Who's well, got hey. fair play written on the back of their jacket? That's Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific? Okay. Yeah. You've got Detective Chimp there, and I guess it was okay to see just like 12 different Detective Chimps yeah, here. That's in this all movie. you got. You didn't get any of like Detective Chimp's personality or anything. You just got to no, see. You got a pirate chimp and like a machine gun you chimp. You just got to see them, like no interaction yeah. with them verbally or anything. Yeah. Nope. Um, yeah, I, I just feel this isn't, this, this was, this was a mess and I hate to say it, yeah. it frustrates the shit out of me, but yeah, this whole, whole thing is, is just... Wonder Woman's dress is terrible. Makes her too boxy. Well, yeah. And it's like, no one else is wearing a big boxy version of their, their costumes. No, they all got on regular, um... Except for stupid Hal Jordan. Oh, I gotta be Maverick and wear a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if that's exactly how he sounded in the an- when they do this in the animated. Yeah, I'm a maverick. I'm wearing my leather jacket. I'm maverick. I'm like Iceman. I'm Jordan. Like, We're gonna like fuzzy tower. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. I'm just well. It's it's over. Yeah. I'm sorry, DC. You can't spin gold all the time. Uh, but who can spin gold? Is it Breathless Number One? By Breathless. Breathless by Image Comics. No, uh, by Black Mask Comics. By Black Mask Comics. That's what I said. 
You said uh, it for me. Nope. Written by Pat Shand and art by Renzo Rodriguez. Renzo Rodriguez. What is so, Breathless? Well, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer if the villains were Big Pharma. Scout Turner works as a cryptozoologist examining and cataloging supernatural creatures for scientific purposes. When she discovers a cure for asthma in the venom of a new breed of monster, she quickly finds herself on the run from Kenilworth Pharmaceuticals and the monsters that they have hired to kill her. With no one by her side but her clueless assistant, a morally ambiguous succubus, and her geriatric dog, Scout goes on the run. But in a world controlled by money and drugs, can she escape the reaching claws of a medical monopoly? From Pat Chand, Destiny, New York, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Renzo Rodriguez, Hellchild, comes this healthcare horror story about the monsters creeping the dark, human or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, so this is, uh, I, this is my buddy Pat Shand. We go way back to our Zenoscope days. Both of us were at Zenoscope for a while. Oh, that's right. Um, he He's the one that came up with uh, Robin Hood. And, uh, yeah, I, okay, thank you. He was doing Robin Hood stuff while I was doing Jungle Book. Um, and he did. He ended up doing a lot of other stuff over there, too. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I think this is, uh, I, I read the uh, back matter of this as well, which kind of, gives a little bit more context to this and really kind of fleshes out that first scene. Um, and I think it's a timely kind of like a uh, story where it's like, there are some people without uh, medical insurance or there are some people that are really struggling with the medical insurance that they have because of copays and all this other crap. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, it's basically taking that and using that as a springboard for a bigger, more fantastical tale, which I like that. I like that aspect of it where it's like it's rooted in headlines, but then then it just takes off and goes fucking nuts. After. Whenever I run into a succubus now, I can't help but think of that. Uh, oh, fuck that sci-fi channel series. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Remember. Gone Girl. No. Gone Girl, yeah. Something like that. No, it wasn't that. That was Girl a- Gone. <laughs> Lost Girl. Lost Girl. Lost Girl. Um Succubus. Yeah, I can't help but go there. I like this succubus though, the design and that's what I, I think that um this Renzo Rodriguez, he does make some really cool looking monsters. Kind of reminds me of Peg Bundy. The succubus? <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know. Like she just well, had that Peg Bundy walk to her about just from I don't know. Well, um, I do like I like this whole interaction in the alleyway when she goes to talk to the succubus. She's been feeding the succubus meat. Um, The succubus can smell that she has not had sex in a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he makes or she makes fun of her for that. Um, So it's just kind of it's kind of fun. They when they when they do things like that. And I also liked uh, the interaction when they talk about how cats and dogs have souls, but humans don't. <laughs> and so that's just kind of, it was kind of a fun little commentary on, on the purity of animals. Um, and, and validation of, uh, that cows don't have souls. And so we can eat them. Right. But that's not what a huge, like 3 billion people in India believe. Well, that's true, but I'm just saying, this is not a this is not a sore, this is not about Indian culture. This is about an American culture. Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> very spiritual. 
this takes place in 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 like in America. You know, had I this been taking which place is an in amalgam India, amalgam of all sorts of cultures. It is, but this character here does not have that worldliness background. That's background. Fine. Um, okay. uh, so anyway, the, uh, uh, she slices open this, uh, hisser. Is that what she called it? Um, sure. Maybe. Okay. Anyway, so she cuts the, oh, this thing open. It's lungs kind of burst and blows this mist in front, in her face. Right. And all of a sudden her asthma is cured. And so they found basically, uh, a, a cure for something that affects millions, millions of people. people. Yeah. It, um, it's kind of like the uh, the recent thing with the EpiPens. You know, I've got to have EpiPens to survive if I get stung by a bee. They're like fucking $600 now. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't have that weakness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, between getting that and, say, I don't know, gingerism of the soul... I'll take the bee stings. I have gingerous gingerness of the soul. It, it'll, it's it. You know, I can't be out in the sun. You can't sit near a high voltage lamp without possibility of skin cancer. Who the fuck are you? I don't kidding? have any problem with that because I don't go out in the sun. So like bees that are flying all around, mm-hmm. they don't really they don't bother me at all. Because yeah, like the, there are uh, no bees at nighttime. Oh, that's right. You're a vampire. I forgot. Night bees. Nope, they that, don't exist. You're fine. That would be terrifying. You're good at night. They won't be terrifying. They're coming. Um, 2020. Anyway, that, uh, so I, I like this. I like what it's all setting up. And it's, the thing is, this is a good issue that sets up the entire thing that, uh, that we need to know the entire problem. And you don't see that in many comics. It's like your people are saying like, no, trust me, you've got to do this. You've got to do, you know, trust, trust me. The good stuff is coming in the next issue. Um, and this at least it, I think it does a good job of just kind of building this world that this this uh, this uh, action is taking place in. So, and Black Mask has always been good about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're also good. They're also good at really incorporating real world problems into semi fantastical tales. So that's kind of it's kind of cool that they're that they're doing this. Um, so uh, this guy looks like. Uh, guy with the gray hair he looks like the guy from the sopranos oh uh Polly walnuts Polly walnuts yes he looks just like oh, Polly wow. walnuts exactly uh, but uh he is the big pharma guy um who basically does not want this cure for asthma to be, get out because then like no one will be buying inhale buying inhalers anymore wouldn't it be great if this actually was Polly walnuts probably is like you like this is post Sopranos. Yep. Using hey, Bolly. Ma- using mafia money to start a pharmaceutical company. He seems like he would be capable of that. His you character. know, it's for the fucking asthma. It's my, for my mama's my mom's asthma. Didn't he have a mom that was like always belittling him and everything in that? That was Tony. No, that was also Polly's mom. Polly Walnuts' mom. I, don't I always remember her. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe not. I, I don't remember Polly Walnuts' story. It's been a while since I've watched The Sopranos, but, yeah. Um, but yeah. And then the one I like it. I like her mom because she keeps on reminding her. I, oh, it's her aunt. Yeah. I raised you. I raised you. She keeps on throwing that out there at her. Break <laughs> my kind of fun. And the dog. And she's got a dog. And she's got a dog. 
unfortunately. It's like Furry a, dog. Yeah. It's Dogs like a, with long hair kill me. I am allergic to that. Are you really? Uh, terribly allergic to dogs. You could never stay in my house. Oh. Well, it's awesome. There goes Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. Hey, coming to Philadelphia. Can I cry now? Big hairy fucking dog. If you ever want to kill me, just throw me in the in the room with Fergus. He's so cute though. He yeah, then like you'd cute. want my fucking seven hundred seven hundred dollar EpiPen, and I'd say, remember when you made fun of my bees? Good. And I watch you die in my basement. All Dogs right. are bigger bigger than bees. Alright. Fergus just had a birthday, didn't he? He did, ten years old. Oh no. that's cute. Yeah. Happy birthday, Fergus. Oldie Goldie. But you know what's not old? What? Doomsday Clock Number Four. Ooh. By Geoff Jones. Is that how you say it? Well, I believe that's called Jeff Johns. Okay. Um, and art by Gary Frank. Gary Frank. Gary Frank. Okay. Artist. Thank you. And this is everything. Doomsday Clock, or uh, Dark Knights wants to be, I believe. The series, you mean? Yes. You mean coherent and universe-changing. Coherent, universe-changing, like Mm -hmm. touching on little things and Mm -hmm. being able to focus on it for uh, for an issue rather than just like, you know, we don't see 12 issues spurning out of this yet, but... um, at least we see, you know, this is just Doomsday Clock, a series, and I'm sure there will be a lot of stuff coming out of this, but what we have right now is just a, an amazing level of storytelling that I haven't seen since J.M. Uh, J. Uh, Straczynski yeah. did with, with like, uh, Gary Frank as well, um, with, like, the... Uh, um, he did when he did the new universe stuff, and when he did the uh, Squadron Supreme stuff. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. this is just detailed. It's going in. It's not only is it is it like revisiting old characters, but it's really fleshing out these new characters so that you actually like them and you care about them. Like you know, this is a and this is not a straightforward story we're getting about Rorschach. This is like. You know, we're it's flipping back and forth through time from one universe to the next, and if if you're not paying attention, you might get lost a little bit on as to what's going on here. You know what I mean? But even though this issue hasn't come out in a couple, it's been like a month or two since Mm -hmm. we had our last Doomsday Clock issue. I can still follow this. Um, I'm I'm still in in the story. It's that impactful i think yeah we care at such a level that this will stick despite all the other shit we read where the stuff that's just marginable margin marginable marginable is um it's permeable it's we we let it go easily because we give less fucks about it yeah yeah that's how the memory works well it's like even stuff like mothman which for a second there, I thought he was. I thought he was in Arkham, but mm-hmm. then I realized, no, this is Moth. This this is not Killer Moth. This is Mothman from uh from the old Minutemen, who is basically insane and in an insane been put in the same insane asylum as 
uh, this new Rorschach guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that reveal of him like being on the roof and they think he's going to jump and then all of a sudden his moth wings come out and he flies away. That's just amazing. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that image, that whole image of that is just pretty, pretty fucking awesome. Um, yeah, just, just, it, and it's, and it was great. Like from start to finish, this is like, um, this and Tom King are the level of storytelling that has, that's just next level stuff that DC should should exploit a little bit more, I think. Yeah, but um, the problem is that they're forward. just one, you know, just one man. You know, I mean, yeah. Jeff Johns is guiding the whole TV universe, which they can't let that shit to bed because uh, the yeah. movies are so terrible. I know. I just wish he was just. I, I wish he could be two people so that he could do this mm-hmm. sto- this type of story uh, as well as. But the thing is, though, he wasn't doing this type of story. You know, we were not too thrilled with some of the Avengers or the JLA stuff that he was doing. Um, you know, the end of that series was not oh, no. number yeah, one. No. You know, um, oh, so <laughs> so we had we had our criticisms of that as well. Um, I just think that um, uh, I just think that just this whole story though is just beautiful. I think they brought him in to try and rescue too much shit. And that was when we saw everything start to fall apart. Like when, once, right when you start seeing Justice League kind of you know, falter and sca- that's when he gets promoted to whatever creative yeah. officer and put put on the television stuff. Yeah, he's better at these stories that are a little bit more introspectual, in, introspective, uh, a little bit uh, more. And I mean, this is this is horrific. This is definitely a lot of horrific moments in this. Um, mm-hmm. That scene where the uh, the the metal hospital is burning down and kill and Mothman is just he's drawn to it, you know, like mm-hmm. a moth to a flame. And it's just he just goes in there and he gets enveloped by the flames. Is just it's beautiful and it's horrifying and it's it's sad. It's just really really good. Um, so uh yeah so i i just think that um and and then you get we get this is like the origin story of the new rorschach it tells us a little bit about it and it could have been really weepy like oh my dad never paid attention to me cats in the cradle syndrome sort of thing but it just sorry but somehow he makes it all work you know he does so yeah yeah no that's everything you said and tied up with a pretty bow and again, it's fucking just beautiful to look at. Yeah. Gary Frank's another one we, I'd love to see cloned. Yeah. We need more We need more Gary Frank in our lives. Yeah, I mean, the, we, we, how many fucking, like, Rob Liefeld clones and Jim Lee clones do we have out there? But there needs to be more people drawing, like, Gary Flank, Frank. Gary he Frank. is... Uh, Gowie Flank. Gowie Flank. Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh, Amazing series. More of this. Less of less universe expanding. Let's do some universe explaining for all the shit that you have spiraled yeah. out over the past let's, few let's, years. It's let's zoom in on the universe a bit. Yeah, universe explaining time. That's what Doomsday Clock is. Yep. Not universe spinning all over the place. I haven't read uh, the back matter to this issue yet, but I will because I, I love the back matter stuff. Yeah. In this series, especially, but I haven't seen it. Usually, by the next issue comes out. <sighs> I was tired, and my and I didn't have my contacts in, so I, I couldn't read all the back matter this time around. What uh, about Assholea? 
Isola. 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 Number one. Story by Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kershaw. Art by Carl Kershaw and Masayak. So this is a story about a young girl and Battle Cat. Yes, but it's also about childhood friends Brendan Fletcher. And not, I, I don't know. That's the fucking guys who did it. Okay. What's the what are the what is? Tell us what it's about. We yeah, didn't say we didn't describe what Doomsday Clock was about. Yeah, we did. We said it was about the backstory of Rorschach. You got it out eventually. Okay. All right. The captain of the Royal Guard has fled the capital city with Queen of Mar, suffering under the effects of an evil spell. Captain Rook's only hope of returning Queen Alwyn to her throne and saving the kingdom from impending war lies on an island half a world away, a place known in myth as Isola, Land of the Dead. Featuring lush work by Sasek or Sasek of Gotham Academy and letters by... Aditya Bidikar, recommended for fans of Studio Ghibli and work of Hayao Miyazaki. Huh. Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's, I found this to be a really fascinating, fun story. It was, it was very good, yeah. Um, I like I like what they say in the panels without words almost as much as I do when they do have words. It's I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of silent storytelling going on here that I loved. Um, You're also a uh, prostitute for talking animals. No, these animals don't talk. That does at the end. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. It sort of talks to the priest. It's sentient. It's a cat. You know, it's going to talk. You have Here's a the thing, though. No, this is funny. The funny part of this is that, like, anyone who has a cat mm-hmm. knows that, that, like, it's the cat has you. You don't have the cat. So it's mm-hmm. like you're sitting there and you're doing your thing and the cat wants you to eat or, or wants to eat. The cat wants to uh, be pet. The cat wants attention and everything like that. Or the cat just wants to be left alone. Mm. And if you try to tell a cat what to do, it's not going to do it. It'll just give you that look. Or it won't even fucking look at you. It'll just, like, turn away and maybe it's wag its tail. It's they're allergic to dogs. Because they're all that. They're the neediness of a toddler without the fuck you when you want the attention. No, but they're, but this is this is exactly the same thing. Because... She is trying to give respect to this this king who has been transformed or queen who has been transformed into a cat and she's trying to be respectful but she also is trying to protect it but the cat is kind of doing what he wants to do he's kind of just going around and just having all this this these adventures and meeting new people and stuff and she's like all cautious because she doesn't want anything to happen to her queen right which is it's a cool simple little relationship Uh that i like i like it that we don't know we i mean it's communicated in words and the way the cat looks at this lady Uh um but um you don't you don't really see uh you you don't hear the cat say anything that's that's, the team needs to be applauded for that because we see so uh often in comics that 
artists don't take the time to change facial expressions when yeah. appropriately, and to do that for a fucking cat, well especially done. In, yeah, in animals, well it's tough done. To do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I mean, yeah, this art is is just just really, really stunning. I I love mm-hmm. it. Um, and I have always loved Carl Kershaw's stuff. I think that he is a a very talented artist. And you um, recommended for fans of Studio Ghibli too, so maybe that's well, that's like, like that uh, what do you call it? That's um, that's that's like uh, the Howl's Moving Castle or whatever it's called. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I'm Princess Mononoke. That. Princess yeah. Mononoke. Sure. That stuff. I don't really watch a lot of that stuff but you know a good level of it more than i do though well done i, I, I know a couple of those, those studio ghibli stuff ghibli. stuffs right. um yeah it's just you know there's a dead dragon here that um is just plopped onto the ground and all these animals are eating it that really shouldn't be eating meat like there are uh like goats and other things eating meat so that's oh, a, that thing. It's like the precursor for Pokemon. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I remember Studio Ghibli. Yeah. No, but in this story, there are all these goats, and, and they look like herbivores mm-hmm. charging towards them. And then they go to this dead body, and they start eating it. And it's pretty it's it's pretty gross seeing, like, a deer or something eat meat. It's like it a just horse. Doesn't, doesn't seem right. No, it's grotesque. Like, they just eat. You're just so used to seeing meat grass and be so docile. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's fear. It, it, could you imagine if horses and deer and shit were carnivores? We'd be dead. Crazy. Fuck man, all the deer I live around, that live around me. Oh, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be that many left. We'd hunt them down. We would. We would. Um, and with that, we're done. Yeah. No, this was a good one. I like this no, one. This was done. like one of my favorite ones of the week. Yeah. Okay. Mine too. If I had to rank them this week, it would be <clears throat> Doomsday Clock and Isola. Doomsday Clock, Isola, Breathless. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, Analog and Dark Knights would be last. You gonna even bother with it? So I didn't put on the list. All right, I got Doomsday Clock, Isola. Breathless. It's a fourth one. I don't know. Like I'm running out of time. Like that's. I'm going. If I got time for three books. Are you going for analog? Which is better, analog or or uh, Dark Knights? Oh, analog. Okay, so you have my exact same list. You just didn't want to repeat my exact same list. I didn't. I just wanted to. You wanted to be a unique flower. It's so fucking long. No, I just wanted to end the show. All right, fine. All right. They even give a preview to the next issue in this at this Isola, and it looks even cooler. And with that, I'm Rob Patey, signing off of the from hosting this shit show of a spoiler alert. Sorry, we did not have Jadles, but it was his choice to abandon. And and I have to. I have a couple of announcements. Announcement number one. Yeah. Uh, well, it's only really just one. Uh, this weekend uh-huh. at the C2E2, it's, what is it? What's it stand for? 
Comics Entertainment Expo. Chicago Comics and Entertainment Expo. Uh, At the McCormick Place, just south of the city, I'll have a table, I'll be there, and I'll have issue three of Grave Trancers two weeks before it's in stores. (laughs) Two weeks. Weeks. And I'll be signing it, and I'll be sitting there, and I'll be picking my nose, Don't, and I'll boom. be looking at people. That's not a way. And you'll have hand sanitizer for after your... Yes, come get some I will free have hand sanitizer. I, oh, I do have to buy some hand sanitizer. Well, yes, I'm nose, getting yes. hand sanitizer uh, so I don't catch the cooties because I always catch con cough when <laughs> I'm there. You're picking your nose and you're worried about catching the cooties. I won't be picking my you, nose, but I will be, I'll be sitting there and so come say hi Come say how how much fun you're having at the convention while I'm sitting there eating pizza for the sixth day in a row. Can people throw stuff at you? They can throw stuff at me if they want. Huh? I'm just wondering how far. Because like you're saying, like, come hi. Come say hi I will have show. issues of Grave um, Transfers as well as the go. Jungle Book there. Oh, still selling the Jungle Book, huh? I have, yeah, I have too many old issues of that, so I'd what like about, to What uh, about, is that the one I helped on, or is it the last series? Uh, yeah, there is, your, your stuff is in there. It is. <laughs> a grab bag of issues. The Baloo, the Baloo, uh, Blue the Baloo story. story. That you. was you. That's the Baloo backstory, I like the alliteration of it. Yes. That is me. Baloo backstory, yes. Yeah, I right, will, so go, go buy I'll put a little extra sticker that. on there. Sign it for me. Optimus Douche Patey. Sign it for me. Sign it in my voice if anybody buys one. I will. For that reason. They're buying it for the blue backstory. That's what they probably will. That's what they're going to look for. That's what my ego needs. All right. Do you have anything else? Uh, Mark underscore L underscore Miller. Go to ML Miller Writes. I try to put new stuff up as much as I can, as much as my fucking brain pan can, can... Happened. I just posted all four Hatchet movies, reviews of all four of them. So that's something you can go and look at if you want, if you're a fan of the Hatchet uh-huh. series. So, so get, yeah, you need to get contributing writers. Well, I might. Tell I'm looking around. I have contributing uh, podcasters. I have, uh, you know, one. I have uh, our podcast. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, superhero Christian Horns podcast on there. Tom Fremgens. Uh, oh. We just had one uh, talking about uh, Power Girls boobs. Are you, you hosting check that all out. those on the WordPress site? Yeah, you're hosting all those files. Well, yeah, mm, I'm we putting all of the. I'm putting all of them on there. We should talk. every day. All right, we should talk. <laughs> there, no, I'm putting them on my site. There, yeah. I, don't I, have I understand. You're not. Is it a link that you're doing to them, like linking to a SoundCloud file, or are you hosting the actual file on your site? The, I'm putting the putting a story. It's like putting the story up there, like the MP4 file. You're taking a hundred or so megabyte file and uploading. Oh, no, you link to it. Thank you. Fuck, man. Yeah, it, like, I don't it know. Like talking to my parents. You got to speak in analog to me. <laughs> And with that reach around back to the beginning of the show, we're, we're saying goodnight. Good dude. Good night. Good night. Bye bye. Have fun editing, JD. <laughs> he's not going <laughs> to. No, he's not. I just slapped the shit up.
Once again, editor's note, fuck you! I did so edit it, and the fucking audience is lucky I did. Okay, love you, bye.